podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Cop Out Podcast. I'm Mick, and I'm joined by Christian. As usual, Christian, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Uh, what is it, Thursday? So, another day, and it's weekend. Without the football, though, but it's the weekend. <laughs> yeah, and obviously we're going to be talking about the um, Ajax game on Tuesday, which I got to go to, which was a uh, boss. And, uh, yeah, we got to... Thankfully, get over the line with a two-one win. What was what was your thoughts generally about the um, the game before we before we get into it a little bit more detail? Uh, well, when we had the show talking about the game before it was going to be played, I felt that you know I wasn't as you know scared of Ajax as I was for Napoli. Obviously, that was away, but uh, you know they still a good team and all that. But I felt you know going in that we now have to have this reaction going forward to actually show that we want to be part of playing the Champions League and stuff like that. Because if we keep on playing like we we have done, then we have no, you know, there's no room in the Champions League for, for teams to, you know, act in that way. So I had a good feeling because I felt like we're really, really going to have a reaction now. Uh, and I, I guess we had one as well. Yeah, it was nice. It was very nice indeed to see um, Liverpool... Had to amp up the performance after after Napoli. Like Van, Dijk, like everyone in, in the club's been calling it a horror show. Like Van Dijk referenced it after the game, calling it a horror show in Napoli, and uh, so the Klopp and other people. So it's it's clear that it was wasn't acceptable, and we needed to be better than we were, which is which was amazing to see um, that yeah. we can go and take a step in the right direction, which is what we needed. Um, but Paul. Paul's in the chat. Nice one, Paul. Uh, nice one for jumping in. We're actually live on. YouTube and Facebook at the minute. So if you if you're watching on Facebook, then jump over to YouTube and drop us a like on the video and get involved in the chat if you if you fancy it. But uh, I just thought we'd start with the start eleven, Christian. I've just got the start eleven somewhere. I can put it up on screen for us to have a little look at. Um, there we go. Uh, so we had Allison and goal. We had Trent, Matt, Van Dyke, Simicas. Obviously, Robbo injured, like we talked about on the pre-match show. Uh, Elliot Fabinho, Thiago, and then Salah, Jota, Diaz. I think when we're talking about the comments, I think obviously when we asked for people's preferred start 11s, I think it was pretty much that apart from I thought Nunes would start instead of Jota. But I think that apart from that, that's pretty much the, the strongest team you could have put out, wasn't it really? Yeah, I, I went with this team and obviously Nunez instead of Jota. Uh, but I was happy when this came out. You know, the midfield I really liked. I felt, obviously, with Thiago back, it's another dimension. And uh, Elliot has been showing that he's been one of the best players, you know, since the start of the season. And, uh, you know, he was given another chance, which I think is good. And with Jota as well, being back gives us uh, another... Uh, you know, another level uh, going offensive as well because we know he can score goals and he can play in different roles as well uh, in the front three. So, uh, yeah, I felt that was a strong team. That was good. Uh, and I am happy that he went with uh, Trent as well because people were talking about, you know, he's been, you know, lacking form, hasn't been that good. But I just felt you just keep on playing him because he needs the rhythm like everybody really. But he's so key as well, you know, to how we play with his crosses. So he just needs to hit the form. So I was just thinking it's no... 
obviously you can be tired, but if it's not tired and it's just a form thing, just you know, get him playing. You know, keep you know believing in him and show that yeah, we trust you. You just go there and do your thing, and it will come. And you know, he had a better game, even if it was still a bit sloppy and defensive. At some points we're going to talk about that, but I think you know, just keep on playing him. It will, you know, he he will he will get there. Yeah, and I think he could have. Um, I think it was the first half that he could have scored the other chance, and the keeper uh, saved it, done well to cut inside and have, have a shot away. Yeah. Um, so it's. I mean, it's sometimes we we never really look at Trent and think, oh, we want him to defend because of so uh, how high up he is on in the, in the field. But I think over recent years, I think he's got better at defending than he, he was originally, and he, I think he's had to maybe master his game in terms of defending, trying to get better at defending anyway going forward. But I think maybe this year coincided with, I don't know, it's like we mentioned before, fatigue out, overhang from last year, like mentally or just being out of form. Like he's still only is he 20, he's still, still only 23. So he's going to go through patches where he's not in top, top form. I think every every top player goes through um, periods like that anyway. But uh, Doug is in the comments. Nice one, Doug. Good afternoon, Christian and Mick. Uh, and Doug's put only one I got wrong was Arthur in for Elliot 10 out of 11 not bad yeah close close enough there mate close enough uh, but yeah good start to the game as well obviously you just mentioned Jota um, gives us a different option and I thought I thought he was really good especially the first half and then we get the goal uh, 17 minutes in and it's it's Jota who gets the assist he holds the ball up nicely finds Salarin oceans of space and that's where we want him in that we want him on the right central area in the box. We don't want to see him too much on the right wing where we've maybe seen him a little bit too much uh, this year. And he's he's been starting out there but not coming in enough. I think he's kind of yeah, maybe Klopp's maybe referenced that. I don't know. But I think it's clear that he needs to get in the box a bit more. And he was in the box and he and he and he scored and it was a it was a great start to the game, weren't it? Yeah, and I think also you mentioned Jota. You know, he was actually really, really good. You know, linking up with uh, the with Diaz and Salah. Uh, I think we've seen the start of the season. We know Firmino's doing it well, but obviously he hasn't been really. Oh, he did the, um, against Bournemouth in another game. I can't remember which one now, but he was he was really good. But I think what Jota did was actually linking them together. So I felt like, oh, this is great because it's not too much space apart between them. They're actually more like close to each other, can play a little one-two and, you know, find the ball also, like you said, with the Salah, with his run and Jota playing him, you know, just being clean with the goalkeeper. That, that That's what we want to see from Liverpool. That's how we should play and not having Salah too wide, but actually connect with the other two and Trent can come up forward a little bit and also go wide or central. So I think we found more of a way that we, we are used to play. So I was really happy with how we started the game and obviously with the goal, uh, I felt like, yes, come on, we're, we're now we're on the right way. This is what we want to see. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was, um, if I mean, Salah scored this year, but it just felt like it had been ages because usually we're conceding the first goal, aren't we? That's just the way it's been going. So the, to score the first goal and for it to be Salah, was kind of like a return to the normal. It just felt like when it went in, it was like, ah, oh, that's nice to get like the first goal and to kind of build on that. But then obviously they get it, um, they get back in the game was like 10 minutes later. And it's, I've saw a few things on, I don't know if you've seen them on Twitter, like Van Dyke getting uh, daggers for maybe not closing down. Uh, but I just think like Bergvine runs across him and Kudus just kind of takes one touch and just absolutely, it's an, it's a, it's a world class finish, and it's just sometimes you've just got to be like, well, you can't really 
prevent that. I mean, you could probably prevent it earlier in the move with the with the maybe blocking some of the passes. But in terms of like the final ball and the and the delivery to the, hitting the bar and going in, the keeper's not saving it, and I don't think Van Dijk can stop it. And I think it's just one of those that you go right. Fair enough. It's a it's a great goal. Yeah, and it was a little bit sloppy, you know, defensively from Trent as well. It was a little bit too easy to actually, you know, come uh, for them to come around that way and actually play in the ball into the box. And that's where also Matip and Virgin van Dijk just got, a, you know, got a bit in the same position, which kept van Dijk for another you know, half a second to not be able to actually be in the right position. And and the the first touch of the Ajax player was great, and then he just actually turned and just. You know, you can't do anything like Alisson. We just stood there. There's no point. Like, it's a great goal. But I think we could have defended a bit better earlier on. And that has been an issue. And I think we mentioned Trent before with his defensive um, duties that with Matip and Van Dijk, you know, the whole defensive line haven't been in, in form. And we've been so used to relying on Van Dijk being like the greatest defender in the world. So before, you know, he's just been there, you know, sorting everything out. And as soon as he's haven't been out of form, everything else looks really sloppy as well. So, you know, but I, I think it was a little bit too easy for them to play through us there. But, you know, it's a great finish. It was 1-1 and I just felt not again, not this type of, you know, game where we just concede and we see how it goes. But I felt that we were we were playing well though because, you know, we, we were actually a threat all the time. So I I wasn't concerned when they scored, when we showed how we played after that. But as soon as we got into the second half and we couldn't get the ball over the fucking line, then I started to be concerned. Yeah, because there was loads, like, set pieces. I think Van Dijk mentioned that after the game, like, I think he had, yeah. he had two or three headers on target. Uh, Matip had, obviously, before we get onto the goal, he, he had a few as well. And Simicasa's deliveries and Trent's deliveries were better into the box. And I think that's one of... The benefits of having Simicast on the team, I think, is delivery is yeah. just like literally it's like Fabio Relio esque. I think he's like really he gets a lot of whip on it and he, he's got a lot of um in terms of getting it on target onto someone's head or onto into someone's chest. He's really good. But um let's have a look through the comments. Doug's um Doug's just put one that pass fear in golf Ajax. I thought it was Jimmy Bullard. <laughs> no, uh, when I was I was in 304 in the cops so are right at the back so I couldn't really see him until they switched off and he was right in front of me and I was like oh my god he does look like Jimmy Bullard when we scored did he make the I just place it down you just go <laughs> no yeah the old um, yeah yeah that celebration <laughs> boss yeah. uh, Paul put Thiago was so great uh, Thiago was great and so needed him back in the team yeah, yeah. definitely yeah 100% uh, Storm Thomas nice one um, Thomas for jumping in uh, with it. with Elliot. I'm afraid it's not a box to box midfielder, and we are not balanced. Uh, what do you reckon on that, Christian? Yeah, I think that he, he has some physical struggles. You know, being able to you you look at players like Vinaldo when he played for us. You know, being that kind of player, even Henderson running up and down with his lungs. I think with Elliot, he's still that young. Maybe something he can develop, but I uh, I think you know. I, He's still doing a great job. He was tracking back with Salah, you know, really great. Uh, you know, obviously that's not a part of a box-to-box midfield in that sense. But I think, you know, when he, he do fight and run a lot, I think he's actually, you know, trying to, you know, press and get the ball early from the opposition as well. So I'm not concerned yet. I think it's very important to how we link, you know, our play and he's creative as well. So I just see, you know, there's a player who, should, who we just should 
play because he's he's got great skills. So, but I I, I get the point that he's not that type of box to box midfielder who you uh, think will run up and down all the time, you know. Uh, but he's uh, he's got other skills that we need, so um, no no problem for me yeah. yet. I think the defensive maybe is a negative, but then the pros are you get someone who's going to go into the spaces, can drop a shoulder, can play a through ball pass, can open up a defense, can score. Yeah. Um, and I, I think people sometimes forget he's like he's been our best midfielder. Obviously, with Thiago out, he was the kind of the guy we were relying on in games. We were like, oh, we need Elliot to do something, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't have to be doing that with a nineteen-year-old kid who needs to still needs to grow, still needs to get stronger. I mean, he can. I mean, if he can work on his speed, like his burst of speed, then that'll he'll be even more dangerous to get away away from players on on the counter and stuff. So it's little things like that that. Klopp will be looking at, and he's only 19. There's plenty of time for him to grow. Like, just look at the best midfielders in the world over the years. Like, at 19, they're nowhere near the finished article. Steven Gerrard was nowhere near the finished article, albeit absolutely amazing at that at that time and age. But what he grew went on to become because he had the right guidance and stuff. He was, yeah. I'm not going to compare Elliot to Gerrard because they're nowhere near the same type of player. But um, yeah, he can be. We just need to, yeah, keep playing him and and just yeah. Once we get Maybe we can take him out the team now and again, and he gets a bit of a rest. And I think it's exactly. stuff like that that can be key for him uh, going forward. Um, Doug's but Thiago was a joy to watch uh, on Tuesday. He was. He was just. He's just a. He's just a wizard, isn't he? Um, he's put Simicast was my man of the match. Thought he kept Tadic at bay, and his crosses in the box were very good. And that corner that won us the game was really good. Nice to score from the corner again. Uh, Paul's put Simicast, Diaz, and Thiago all played well. You could tell Jürgen had words with them all. Yeah, you could definitely tell they'd had a few um, slaps on the back of the head going, fucking sort it out, lads. Because uh, <laughs> like I mentioned like the set pieces and stuff we were really dangerous from. Um, I mean, I'll just get, I'll just, I'm just going to save the stats for for later, but I've got like a little, just a little stats breakdown from the, from the match there that you can see. So, 57% possession, which you'd expect Liverpool at home. That's just the thing that happens pretty much every game unless you play in the cities of the world where it's more, maybe more um, balanced. But 24 shots, 10 on target. 10 corners, like we just mentioned, like the set pieces, we were just doing really well on them. And they had three three shots and one on target and they scored. That's just, I think that's kind of the thing that where we can, and I think that it's not even related to how we're playing at the minute. I think... Just like teams gone by, years gone by, we generally have loads of shots, but the conversion of the shots maybe isn't as good. Obviously, the Bournemouth game, that was a different matter because we just scored with every shot in that game. Yeah. But um, there was moments where if we scored again earlier, then we could have had that game sewn up by half yeah. time, couldn't we? Yeah, well, the stats says it all, like the, all their shots and, you know, on target as well. Like this kind of game, like say like two seasons ago would have been 3-4 nil up, you know, yeah. with, with all the kind of finishing that we had. But we have been struggling. We can't, you know, put the ball between the post and the goalkeeper. It's more straight on or it's not power enough in, the, you know, finishing and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, as, as long as we see the, uh, you know, we see the team actually... Uh, creating more and actually, you know, playing better. I, I'm, it, it makes me feel better because now we're actually creating that much that we will score. And with this kind of stuff, we're going forward. And, you know, uh, before we actually didn't create that 
much in the start of the season. We created some, but I just think this kind of game showed that we are more creative than we have been. We can find, you know, link up play and actually get shots on target more easily, if you like. It's, it hasn't been that hard, but still we concede a goal in a really bad way. And, you know, like I said, it, you know, two years ago it would have been 3-4-0 up and that's what we need to come to. I don't say we should score four straight away against Ajax or any team in the Champions League, but if we play like this normally and actually are in form, we will score like 2-3 and be more in a position to just control the game. And that's what we've been used to for so many seasons. So we're not used to seeing us concede goals like that, just, you know, really sloppy ones. Yeah, and I think that comes back to what you said before, like Van Dijk not being maybe in the best form, and he usually is at like peak level, so he drags everyone else's level up because he's so good. So, and especially if you have like Robbo out of form and Trent out of form, then if you've got three out of your back four not completely there, then that's gonna have an effect on obviously the rest of the team, like the midfield missing Thiago. Like people say in the comments, like um, Paul and stuff, like he was just the passes he was. Thought someone put post the clip of like the first like Ajax first Ajax press in like the first fifty seconds, and Thiago just plays like a reverse ball over to Trent, and it's just like it's just another level of midfielder, isn't he? He's just absolutely, I can't even, I just absolutely love him. Yeah, and the only you know issue is that we have to you know keep him safe from away, <laughs> safe and away from injuries because yeah. we really really need him to you know when he plays, it seems like the whole team is more relaxed. We can just trust him to you know direct the game from his position. He go forward, he goes like defensive. He find the passes like you said. He's he's got a little bit of pressure on him, and he finds that pass to Trent. It opens up the play for us instead of just putting the ball back to Allison, we you know find another way to go forward straight away uh, um so yeah he's key to that um you know to our way to play but i think also as well like people mentioned to me because it's man of the match i think you know the corners and stuff and the the, the crosses that he puts in because that's a bit of a criticism for, for you know to to robo because when he takes corners it's very often that he you know hits the first man like he, he doesn't put them corners into the box in the way we can actually threat with uh, be a threat with Matip and Van Dijk. But with Tamika's doing that, we were a threat all the time. We know Trent can do it. Sometimes he can be a bit sloppy and doing corners as well. But just Tamika's got a great left foot and actually puts them in you know perfect areas for the defenders to come and jump up and actually do the head. This is not only because we played Ajax, because I think the balls in makes it so much easier for people to actually go for the corners so they can actually come and, and jump and actually try to force their way through and actually get ahead on it. Because if you play like Robert does sometimes, it's not even in the box. There's no point. Yeah, and like they're going forward, Van Dijk and Matip, to try and make something happen and then the, the ball in and then the, the running back and that's kind of where we've conceded a few goals off. Exactly. Counters yeah. from our own corners, which is something we're usually good at and we're getting teams doing it against us. Uh, but yeah, like Van Dijk 6-4 and Matip 6-5, like if the ball's good, like it's a high likelihood they're going to get the, on the end of it and if even if they don't score, it might create an assist exactly. or something you, like you, that. You, so, need, you need to give them the, you know, the chance to reach the ball and even if it's not a goal like you're saying it can create something else instead of just you know a sloppy corner that will make the other team you know uh counter-attack on us and we're just you know in, in not a position to defend yeah exactly and it's something we need to definitely um improve on delivery into the box because we need to use the height we need to we need goals from everywhere so the more 
defenders scoring, uh, the better. But yeah, Ant's in, nice one. Ant, he's put afternoon, lads. Hope you're all good. Yeah, all good, mate. Nice one for jumping in. And yeah, talking of set pieces, obviously the Matip goal, 89th minute. Um, <laughs> it's feeling like one of those games. And I think, I don't know how much before this goal, but Daily Blind, from my viewpoint in the cop, it didn't, it seemed close, but it was only when I got back and watched the replay. Like, that was a hell of a chance, wasn't it, for them to score? Just, I, I can't remember when it was. Do you remember when it was the Daily Blind chance? Was it, it was near the end, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I th- yeah, it was, yeah, it was close to the end. And you were like, just you my big sigh, like, <laughs> you were like, oh shit, yeah, that could have been, you know, that could have been the. The way of just killing this Champions League adventure this time, you know, <laughs> losing to Napoli away and then losing to Ajax at home in, this, in the like last, you know, five minutes of the game or ten yeah. or whatever it was. And it, it, that would have been, I think, on the flip side of that, we need, we just need a bit of luck as well because we were all the bad luck we're having with injuries and people being out of form and stuff to get a bit of luck and daily blend to. Especially in being an ex-monk, if he would have scored that, that would have been double whammy. <laughs> like just like he would have been celebrating like a fucking madman. Yeah. The fact that we go down the other end and um, Matip scores, and then the whole like wait, like it felt like it felt like about twenty minutes, but it was only like ten seconds for the referee to say it was a goal. But uh, the the celebrations were boss, weren't they? Matip and uh, yeah. ran over, and then uh, Tiago was jumping on the avatars and hordens, and then. Van Dyke runs over and a fa- all the fans run down. A fan that basically kisses Van Dyke on the face. It's just like a proper outpouring of emotion, weren't it? And we, something yeah, we yeah, and th- that's exactly what you want and what you need in this, you know, time now when we haven't been that good. You know, you just want to see how much it actually means to the players because sometimes as a supporter, you can be frustrated. Just you know, we can get angry in front of the TV or in the crowd at Anfield or whatever. Just be like, come on! But they kind of have to keep you know it all together, not showing too many emotions, even if you need that kind of leadership or you know momentum. Sometimes someone who shouts or shows some emotions, but they need to keep together, being focused. So when they score these goals. It's more like they're being so professional when they play. So it's, it's when they get this two-one goal, they just pour it all out, like you said. And that—that's the, I think that's the moments and scenes that we live for as supporters as well. You know, that—that that the kind of moments you just want to experience. And how was the atmosphere in general? You know, at Anfield, because I thought through the TV, which sometimes can differ very much depending on where to put, like you know, different microphones and stuff. But I thought it was a little bit bad. But maybe you know, being there live was another. Story, uh, yeah. I mean, I was three oh four in the cop, so you're right in the thick of it, right at the back, aren't you? So you're you're literally involved in every all of the chants and stuff. So yeah, it's sometimes hard to gauge from where you are because sometimes, like when you've been, I've been in the main stand or uh, other part of the stadium, like Annie Road and that. Then it's like you can sense like a, the more general like consensus of what what the atmosphere is. But I mean, the Ajax fans were great after the. the after they scored, they were amazing, and obviously we we got a chance to shut them up with the massive goals. So that was a uh, amazing. But I I mean, from my point of view, it was good. But then I was in the middle of everyone in three oh four. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why that's why I usually always try to be in the cup because that's where you get the like the, the little you know gets like you get the feeling of a more into a little yeah and a little box where the noise is you know always yeah. you know good. So that's that's a great thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, Mark G's in the chat. Nice one, Mark. He's put afternoon, Mick and Chris. Yeah, afternoon. Uh, but yeah, it was a a good, a very good win, a very much needed win. Obviously, now 
um Napoli uh beat Rangers, didn't they? So they're they're top on um six points, where second uh three points level with Ajax and Rangers are on um zero. Zero poids from two games, but we've got them we've got them back to back next, haven't we? So and they're gonna yeah. be absolute crackers of ties them. I can't I can't wait for them to. Yeah, I think you know the the games against well, you've seen them now against both Ajax and uh, Napoli, and they haven't been good. You know they concede many goals and stuff, but it's always you know you play in another you know um, team from from Scotland in this way, but it's like a you know British you know a mentality, and they come into to Anfield. Uh, oh, we are away first, aren't we? Um, I think can't remember so. now. Yeah. Anyway, you know, playing them will be, you know, it will be tough anyway, I think. I think it's just not, you know, something that you think because Napoli and Ajax won against them easily, you know, I feel like you can never, you just, you just need to do the job. You know, you can't ever just think that, oh, it's Rangers, they've been shite. So, you know, now we play them, we're going to score loads. They will put up, you know, a fight because they know it's, you know, it's Rangers, you know, against Liverpool and all the connection, you know, Celtic Rangers, Liverpool and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, they will be, they will be in for it. Yeah, I think I've just checked. Like, we've, so we've got Brighton, which is on the first of October. So we've got like sixteen days with no footy, basically. Uh, and then we've got Rangers at home on the fourth. Right. See, so what's at home actually? Yeah, at home. So we've got them on the fourth of October. We play Arsenal away in between, which is going to be a tricky one. And then we've got Rangers, been a... Rangers away on the twelfth of October. Should have been a great. Got... Great trip, that to be honest, coming over for the first and the Champions League game in midweek. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be well, that's a hard set of fixtures coming up. You know, we've got yeah, Brighton, Brighton Rangers at home, Arsenal away, Rangers away, Man City at home, um, then West Ham at home on my birthday. If anyone wants to get me a present, 19th of October, send me, send me 20 quid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so that, I mean. West Ham on paper, difficult game. They haven't had the best start to the season, but that's a tricky, tricky October. West Ham, mm. and then we've got Forest, Ajax away, and Leeds at home. That's all. That's all in October. It's yeah, I, the games. I think we, you know, we we think in all the games. Well, they are all tricky, but I think we also need to see. Obviously, now when we're not going to play for a while, we need to see Liverpool. You know, do kind of Ajax games in a row, like a three, four games in a row, we were actually putting in that performance to not be concerned when playing Brighton or West Ham without, you know, being disrespectful. It's just that we know that we're, if we're having uh, the days like we do play like Ajax, we normally win because that's what we've seen, you know, the last couple of seasons. When we play at that level, not many teams actually, you know, cope with what we're doing. But now because we've been starting this season really bad and we've been bad in you know different areas of, of on the pitch and you know not informed and all that it feels like every game is a little bit tricky because we're still a bit concerned because we can't trust the team yet we need to see them perform Prolonged. like against Ajax for you know a, a couple of games to feel like yeah, yeah yeah now we can win against West Ham yes we're you know we're on top of them already because we inform and they're not going to cope but now it just feels like every game is is, is a is a really difficult one <laughs> yeah it does that's, that's the part of the like jeopardy like you feel nervous going in because it's not like a yeah because when we've been battering teams usually it's like a it's like an excitement that oh I can't wait to watch Liverpool win 4-0 off like exactly. 3 or 4-0 whereas now you're like I hope Liverpool turn up today and they actually uh, perform. 
But uh, Mark's put um, it's my fiftieth on the eleventh. Oh, oh, nice one. Nice. Uh, yeah. So just after, so in between the Arsenal and the Rangers game. So yeah, let's hope you. Well, let's hope the Arsenal game because obviously you don't want you don't want that one to ruin you. I mean, I don't know if it'll ruin your birthday. It might ruin, the West Ham game might ruin mine. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, nice one, everyone. We'll leave it there because we've done a nice little half an hour there. Um, but yeah, nice one, everyone, for jumping in. I know sometimes like these afternoon like pods, everyone's like if people are in work or in the office or whatever, it's sometimes hard for people to watch. But if you if you're watching live, then yeah, we really appreciate everyone in the comments there. We've had Mark, we've had Ant, we've had Doug, we've had Thomas, um, Paul. Um, yeah, I think that was everyone. Nice one, everyone. And then if you if you're watching. On the repeat, or you're watching it whenever you're watching it later on today or tomorrow, whatever, whenever you're watching it, we really appreciate your um, watching. And if you're listening on audio, Christian's got a new mic. Let us know how you th- how you feel about it. Is is he crystal clear, or does he need to upgrade? <laughs> Just let him know. He'll get a new one if you if, he's, if you tell him it's shit. He'll get a new one. He said. Yeah, you can oh. tell everyone. Just send you twenty quid, and then you can send that to me, and I'll buy a new one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need more than that. You need you need like how much is mine? Mine was like forty, I think. This one, so you need. Yeah, I, I, well, I said you know everyone could send you twenty quid. So oh, everyone, up, like, you know, 20, right, 40, yeah. 60 so you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, now nah, I think it will, this will be fine. It will work. Yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. I mean, I said to you before, I can't notice it massively, but that might just be because the one the one you were using before was still okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're getting out of here. Liverpool have beat Ajax. Obviously, I'm saying like it's just happened. It was two days ago. But um, yeah, it was a good win. We're really happy with it. Nice one, everyone, um, for jumping in and um, watching and listening. Do leave us a um, review on audio. And if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. We're getting closer to one and a half thousand subs, which I keep saying isn't isn't loads. But for a channel like ours, it's good it's good it's good to get um more and more people listening and watching because um really appreciate it we've got more shows coming up um dropping uh one tomorrow uh won't say much about it i'll do we'll, we'll put it out tomorrow and you can enjoy it but it's it's liverpool related uh, but it's more about like maybe the drinking and the stuff that goes along with that or the not drinking along that goes along with that that people might want to get involved in but it was a we've done it before it was a really good show so um look forward to that to that one uh coming out tomorrow if it's not tomorrow it'll be it'll be definitely on the weekend sometime but look out for that one and yeah nice one everyone for um jumping in nice one everyone for listening as well or watching and whatever you're doing a nice one to christian as always and yeah we'll um we'll see you all very soon Podcast Network.